0: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at Luckylandslots.com.
1: Play for free right
0: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit Blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.
2: sports fam it's your favorite history teacher mr parker ainsworth here with another edition of fn sports the podcast where teachers grade sports biggest issues and today on another fan friday i'm joined by our intern chris Slewa, boston sports fan favorites let's talk to chris chris how we doing buddy
1: good parker how about yourself
2: i'm okay you know, I, we just joked recording on thursday for this fan friday the boston red Sox don't get to, to start the season off tonight i you're a big socks Excited about the season, I take it.
1: Oh, yeah, very excited. I think the Sox can make some noise this year. Obviously, the AL East is definitely the best division in baseball by far. So it's going to be a tough year. And so I'm interested to see what happens. There was also something I think MLB posted on Instagram. It was like their record projections via like fan graphs or something. And all the teams in the AL East, besides the Orioles, were projected to finish with the same record. So I thought that was kind of crazy.
2: That's kind of crazy. That it's that, crazy on a number of levels. I will say this is not our my bookie midterm. On my bookie, I have to say they've got the Blue Jays at plus seven fifty. They've got the Yankees at plus ten seventy five. I think it's interesting they have your Boston Red Sox down here at plus sixteen hundred. And I'm not telling you to go gamble a bunch of money, Chris. That would be irresponsible for me to tell my intern that. I will say. That feels like good money to me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. With
1: the, was that the, for the division or World Series? Because I was World looking Series. at something.
2: World Series.
1: Uh, yeah, that's fair. I think I saw something around 16, 1800 the other day. But, yeah, they just think the other teams in the division are better, although the Sox made it the farthest out of anyone in the AL East last year. So, not really sure what they're talking about. Our pitching is going to be a big question mark this year for sure.
2: Well, and, like, and to be fair, I guess they could win the division – Get to the playoffs, and then the play, the whole thing changes. The Dodgers, mm-hmm. I think it's worth pointing out, a plus four again, not the gambling episode, but Dodgers plus four twenty. And I imagine that's because the NL playoff picture looks a lot different than the AL playoff picture, right? Mm-hmm. Like it kind of all roads go through LA out there, whereas in the AL, you mentioned the East is so strong, and I, I wouldn't be a homer if I didn't mention the Astros. <laughs> it, it, like they just there's better, there's good teams. There's it's a lot of good teams. It is as recording it's opening day it's also the start of the masters Uh, march madness just ended and april is a fun time of year and so our thesis for today is actually looking at what is the most fun time of year for a sports fan and so the thesis reads that april is the best month in american sports you hear that chris what grade do you have for it
1: i'm gonna go high with this one i'm gonna give it an a i feel like based off of the stuff you mentioned. I mean, it's, it's kind of true.
2: So I'm also sitting at a, so let's break down exactly what makes April so special. All right. So April's a fun month. We both sit here at a, on the thesis, Chris, you know, obviously I've been through a few more Aprils in my time than you have, but what sticks out to you as like the marquee thing of like April's a great sports month.
1: I mean, for the bias answer, I'll obviously give opening day, which is happening today, just because baseball is my favorite sport and it is one of the best parts of the year, in my opinion. But also you can't forget with something like the Masters, a classic tournament that the best of the best plan and it's one of the most, most historic things in all the sports. So those are two of the big ones that pop out to me.
2: So opening day, I think, is big, especially when you consider like the American pastime aspect of baseball, right? Like There's Mm -hmm. something about, you know, opening night, it used to be, I guess, but like the idea that everyone in the country is going to watch their first, their team play the first game of 162 games on the same day at the same time. Obviously this year we mentioned there's a couple of postponements because of weather and, and whatnot. For what it's worth, we're recording before the Astros take on the uh, LA Angels of Anaheim, and I still call them that, even though I don't think that's actually what they're called anymore, because it's more fun to say the long version. I, so I don't know how it's going to go. I I think our lineup's going to look a little different, but there's a lot of hype on these young guys coming in. We we mentioned you have high hopes for the Red Sox. Are you are you worried about the Yankees AL East, or you feel confident in the AL East?
1: The Yankees are not the team that I'm worried about in the AL East. That would be the Toronto Blue Jays because. Their offense, they have a fantastic lineup, and they definitely have the best pitching in the division by far. So the Blue Jays are the team that I'm really worried about. Obviously, any time the Red Sox and the Yankees match up, you never know which way they game. Me, the Blue Jays, they were a pretty good team last year, just barely missed out on the playoffs. And I think they might be able to possibly take the AL East this year, but then you also have the Rays who have won the AL East the last couple of years. But definitely more afraid of the Blue Jays than the Yankees for sure. <laughs> Well, and
2: I'm sorry about George Springer. I kind of wish we still had him. No, what, what I will say is that baseball is a fun weekend, and it, it frankly it's it's weirdly also insignificant because there's 162 games, and so if you go 0-3 the first weekend, you get swept. You you could be okay. Like it doesn't really matter. That's what, that,
1: that's what happened for the Red Sox last year. They started the season three game sweep from the Orioles. They lost all three in Baltimore. Then they won like nine in a row after that. So never know what can happen the
2: one that sticks out of my head and it's probably because they beat the astros in the world series but a couple years back they didn't, i don't guess they i don't actually recall if they got swept opening weekend but the nationals started off with an awful first two or three months right oh yeah and then they got hot, and Juan Soto becomes a hero and they win the World Series. Like, 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 those kinds of things are not unheard of in baseball, but there is a hype around opening weekend. I, I don't know what even the uh, disconnect oh, there sorry. is.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think even the Braves were kind of like that last year, too. They weren't that great for the first half of the season, and then they, then they go on a tear. Something with all these teams, I guess, to just start off slow and then somehow make it all the way.
2: Start off slow, make it all the way, and then beat the Astros in the World Series. That's what I'm hearing. That the the similarity here is. You mentioned the Masters, and the Masters also, as a recording on a Thursday, starts today. It's a a tradition like any other, it's very high flute and whatever, but it's also fun because it's the same course every year, the same $2 pimento cheese sandwiches, like the whole thing all year. We look forward to the same tournament every single year. It also starts off the string of majors. Tiger is back on the course today. You said you had to watch a little bit. Did you get to see Tiger at all?
1: Yeah, so I saw. So I, I didn't watch too much of it, but I did did see a couple of clips of him. I think actually the channel I was watching on ESPN Plus was the, like, they were just focused strictly on his group. I only watched maybe a half hour of that before switching other stuff. But did get to at least watch Tiger during the Masters. I'll probably watch some more this weekend and see what happens. And who knows, maybe he'll win another one, although people don't really think he can, although he thinks he will. <laughs>
2: He always thinks. He, to be fair, I guess that's what make most athletes great. We got to point out he did finish the day at one under, and okay. as of the recording of this, the leader is at four under, so he's he's in shot. He's within reason. Um, we'll hopefully
1: make the cut after tomorrow.
2: I would hope that that puts him in place to make the cut. He's moving better than I thought visually. He's moving better than I would have thought he was moving, but not as well as he used to move. If that, I hope that like mm-hmm. just after all the injuries in the back and the knees and the so on. Bigger question, how would you grade the pink mock short sleeve turtleneck he had on?
1: Ooh. <laughs> Might have to go with a CC minus on that one. Not too <laughs> high on it.
2: I I enjoy a good pink shirt. I will say it was bright pink. Bright, bright pink. <laughs> Obviously, we're all hoping to get to see Tiger and Sunday red. So we'll we'll see how the weekend plays out. I I was going to ask, but because you're even younger than I am, and most of my memories would be Tiger, are all of your, like, great Masters memories, Tiger? Do you have a non-Tiger Masters memory?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think, obviously, Phil a couple years ago, Phil Nicholson winning it, but I don't really have, like, too many of Tiger or anyone else. It's kind of just, like, they all mix in together for me in a way, kind of because I just – I love playing golf myself. I just don't happen to watch it as much as I should – so that's, that's kind of where I am. But yeah, for, in terms of, obviously I do have some memories from early, not early on because I wouldn't remember that far, but I do have memories from when I was like early teens of tiger doing his thing.
2: I don't know if it's the best. I, I will say for whatever reason, Bubba Wallace or not Bubba Wallace, Bubba Watson, not the NASCAR <laughs> yeah. driver, Bubba Watson oh, yeah. sticks out. And
1: Spieth too.
2: Yeah. Well, Spieth, Spieth is a young guy. And now that I live in Dallas, they really love him a lot, but I think I don't, and I don't, Assume guys named Bubba play golf, and so I, I, maybe that's my own stuff to unpack. But I just didn't think that I would ever hear Bubba Watson or anyone named Bubba wins the Masters, and so that certainly stuck out in an interesting way. But most of my memories would be Tiger wins here, Tiger wins there, Tiger went wins, wins everything. I, I, I think we point both point out that we think April is so strong. I'm a big basketball guy. It's the start of the NBA playoffs that we're wrapping up the regular season this weekend. We have the play-in tournament, which is relatively new, but that's next week during the week. And then the NBA playoffs start next weekend in mid-April. That's always exciting basketball, obviously playoffs being playoffs, but you also have the like jockeying for playoff position in the Eastern Conference. Quickly, before we move on from that, you're a Boston Celtics fan. My Houston Rockets, I don't know if you've heard are not very good this year. Um, (laughs) Oh
1: yeah. I've heard that. (laughs) The
2: Boston Celtics are. (laughs) So how are you feeling as you wind down the regular season? Uh, Are you excited, nervous?
1: I definitely am excited heading into the playoffs, but I also don't want to put too high of expectations on the Celtics because they have the talent and they've shown since January, they're good enough to make a deep playoff run, which is obviously what I hope for them to do. But there's also a part of me that just won't be surprised if somehow like things fell apart in the first round and they were to get knocked out by whoever they may play. So uh, that's the thing I worry about there, but I mean, Since the calendar turned over to 2022, they've been a completely different team and it's been amazing to watch.
2: They play great defense. I will say there's a weird outside chance they had to play the Nets in the first round, which doesn't seem fair. The Nets have lost a lot of games. I don't mean to say that they're not, but obviously their roster being different, Kyrie being able to play all the time now, God knows what happens with Ben Simmons. Like all oh, you'd be playing a very different team in a two. If the Nets play into the seven seed in a play-in tournament in a two versus seven, then you would if you were in a normal playoff year. Um, that almost doesn't seem fair. But there's also three games left. There are two games out, or two, they have two games left. I guess I should say, and they are two games out of the one seed. They're also you know could jockey some with milwaukee just below them at two and a half games out philly i guess is also two and a half games out but down on a tiebreaker like things could could shift around a lot they're a lot of fun to watch i always felt like though chris you don't seem as like when the rockets were good because there was a period where we're good i promise i was always nervous this time of year i was like we're going to be the team that shows up as the one seed. and We're going to blow. It. We're going to blow it. Like, like I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why, like the bubble playoffs, we almost lost Oklahoma city. Like, I, I don't know why my mind jumped to this is going to go awful. I don't, I don't know why that was. You don't seem to have that kind of a vibe with Boston.
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, like briefly mention it. how I can see that like how I can see a world where they just fall apart in the first round or they play someone like the Nets who beat them up last year in the first round like I can see something like that happening but I do feel pretty good it's just this Celtics team has always been so weird because for like I think I've mentioned this before but like the past four or five years it's one year they don't have the expectations yet they make a deep playoff run then one year they have crazy expectations and fall apart and it just seems to go back and forth between the two and this year is even weirder because like beginning of the season, th- like everyone knew they could be a good team, but they didn't have the craziest expectations. And they had that struggle the first couple months and everyone's like, oh, this team stinks. And then they've turned it around and everyone's like, oh, they could possibly be, possibly be the team to beat in the East. So though, like just the way everything has unfolded and the way the last couple of years have been, like, I don't want to be too high on them, but I also like, I'm trying not to be too low on them either. It's a weird situation. <laughs> And also, I think the fact that since I'm from Boston, like, or not from Boston, but I am a Boston fan, like, you expect to make a deep run no matter what the sports team is every year. So that's also why <laughs> well, I'm not trying to get too. If well. you've
2: lived in Boston, if you've been a Boston fan the two decades you have been, I, I also, I, I put April at, as a, such a high grade because I probably, as a basketball fan, also steal the final four because it te- it's March Madness, but it almost always happens at April first, second, third with the final being April 4th, 5th, 6th. Uh, This year, I guess it was the second and fourth. Exciting weekend. Can I get your two-second thoughts on Final Four before we move on to some other stuff? I think it's fun in April.
1: That was a great weekend. I mean, it was a great tournament in general with the storylines like St. Peter's and then UNC defeating Duke again. And I don't want to sound like a know-it-all and say I called it, but I was saying to some people in the second round, I was like, if UNC beats upsets Baylor, I have a weird feeling that they could possibly go and win it all, and then they almost <laughs> did. They're about two a minute and a half away from it, so would have been a nice if and I... a half
2: or a weird out of bounds like they were really close. Yeah,
1: or that a uh, thing where when Baycott hurt his ankle again, and like people claim the floorboard was messed up.
2: Something That's been weird around did too. happen there. He he was already hurt, I guess, but mm-hmm. that was a weird like the. I, I guess I've never seen that inflection point of the floor bounce like that, but I also don't pay attention to it that often. Uh, shout out to Central Texas finest KJ Adams. I guess he's a freshman on Kansas or whatever. Good kid, good family, but I'm glad that glad they got a chip done there in Lawrence. I I think an underrated part of April, and maybe – I don't actually know your opinion on this because you're a Pats fan, but the NFL draft is always at the end of April, which creates a whole lot of coverage to the NFL – and has led to this crazy NFL offseason that we just had. Are you a big NFL draft guy or is the Patriots guy? Or are you like, I mean, we'll draft Nikhil Harry and we'll still end up fine. So I don't really care.
1: Yeah, I, there's a couple of ways I see it. I have really haven't been, haven't paid attention to any drafts most of my life up until like a year or two ago. Like, I'll just watch it to see who goes where but i mean kind of like you mentioned like usually every single year the pats have a late run like have a late pick in the first round like 30 31 32 so you're like yeah hey, i guess whoever we get we get obviously there was the one year they could <laughs> they could have drafted lamar jackson but they passed on him they could have they drafted uh sony michelle michelle before nick chubb so like stuff like that and then obviously last year being the 15th pick the highest and one of the highest in this century took mac jones so that was like the probably the first patriot shop i was like actually paying attention to to see if they were actually going to go quarterback or not
2: yeah well and obviously they they always frankly do well drafting late with guys we don't know the names of Um, i'm scrolling through here because so nate Solder was a 17th pick that was so the year acl tom Brady's acl i guess that Mm -hmm. wasn't quite as high i'm trying to scroll through i really do think 2008 they drafted Gerard Mayo 10th
1: Yep, I was about to say there was one year where they did trade up high to get someone I think that was probably the highest one
2: well and so then in 2001 they drafted Richard Seymour who ended up being a Hall of Famer sixth overall I I'm gonna plead youth here which is nothing I do very often and say I don't necessarily remember what happened with them in the 2000 season but they did get in the 2001 draft they got Richard Seymour which you know Mm -hmm. they do pretty well but I think the more notable thing obviously Tom Brady in the sixth round is like the the marquee name but like there are several guys with like a crazy amount of stats next their names on this list that are drafted with a six or a seven or a five in the round right like Mm -hmm. as far as looking at this this these categories go like Trey Flowers drafted in the fourth round. That's a, that's a pretty good defensive football player, right?
1: Jimmy I won, Garoppolo in the second or third.
2: A uh, starting quarterback draft in the second round.
1: Edelman in the second.
2: Edelman in the seven, second. Seven, seven, or Gronk was a second round pick. I think he had mm-hmm. an injury. He had several injuries in college that led to an injury mm-hmm. history people were scared of, but like, that's obviously a hall of famer one of the best to ever play their position if not the best ever plays position Mm -hmm. in the second round you know that's just a number of guys that across the board they do very well drafting late i i don't i I don't know are you a draft guy nat like are you paying attention to what's coming up in this this upcoming nfl draft as a patriots guy are you all faith in the hoodie we'll just do what we do
1: um I'm definitely definitely have been paying a little more attention especially now I feel like in the past year or two I've definitely been watching more college football too so I'm definitely learning a lot more about different guys. i um, I have seen some talks a lot some mock drafts I've been saying they're going to go with either a cornerback from Clemson or there was another school that I forget they mentioned but it's looking like they might go cornerback late in the first round which mean uh, obviously we could l- use after losing JC Jackson to the Chargers so I think that's the biggest thing I want to assume, Jeff. Obviously, whoever they get, they get like I said before, but I wouldn't mind if they went with some kind of corner late in the first round.
2: I and especially with the way that like Miami's loaded up. Like I I think you're gonna need some DBs in that division. Oh yeah. I weirdly think Miami loaded up and might still be the third best team in that division, but that just that's just a tough, a tough spot. Um,
1: Even the Jets, even the Jets have built up a little bit. Yeah, they're, the, yeah, AFC AFC East is going to be a good division this year for sure. I'm not a wrestling fan,
2: but the last thing I'll say on April is if if you are a wrestling fan, WrestleMania is kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you a wrestling guy?
1: Not really, but I do have a good amount of friends who do like watching it, so I have some information about it, not too many, but I went to a couple of WWE events when I was younger, like really young but that's really the only connection I've ever had to it.
2: Fair enough. It was never in my bag. I just only had so many gigabytes to like give out to things, but there are people that are really into it. And frankly, it's another April thing. So it kind of fits our thesis here. We both talked off pod. because, like, you know, we both are pretty high on April. What other months could there be? What would you argue would be like, well, what's the next best sports month or what other month is in the conversation here?
1: I think there's two that kind of, two or three that kind of pop in my mind but most some of them are like more than just a month like obviously you have to give credit to october and november that's and MLB will be regular season the playoffs as well nfl season like you mentioned before recording and i oh yeah thanksgiving as well with the stuff going on there so october november that's also a good one and then february too obviously the super bowl is one of the biggest events in the world and then also uh all star break usually for NBA, and then every four years the Olympics as well. So I think February has to get some credit there.
2: Definitely, a couple All Star weekends are fun. Super Bowl is obviously the most watched sporting event on an annual basis. March I think gets the bulk of March Madness. Couple trade deadlines. NFL free agency was ludicrous this year. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it's always like that. Um, MLB
1: lockout too. This past March.
2: This past March, you had like off the field kind of stuff with baseball and that so i i like october a lot what the world series is like even obviously the Astros has been in a few lately so it like helps my like attention level but the world series is like iconic and historic america's pastime you mentioned nfl is in full swing technically basketball does start at the end of that month i think it kind of gets overlooked because most people don't pay attention to basketball till christmas but that's fair. And then there's always a few big rivalry games in college football in, in October. I know you're, you said you, you mentioned like getting it back, getting into college football, this guy that went to a school, that didn't have it. I, I will say like Texas OU is always in October. And like, there's just fun rivalry games oh, yeah. over the course of the, the time there. I, I got, I got to ask a question that, you know, peek behind the curtain here. I did not preview with Chris from before what's the you're a baseball fan so I think your answer will be different what is the worst month on the sports calendar
1: worst month Ooh, I feel like anyone who doesn't like baseball is pretty much going to say the summer months when baseball is the only sport around <laughs> can't say January because that's NFL playoffs and college football playoffs so can't do that I literally might have to go like month by month oh geez December you can't do. Well, while,
2: while you're thinking, I I do go with July, and admittedly, I'm not the same baseball guy you are, but I'm like you're not quite to football. Basketball's over if it's not Olympic year. Like I, I like I rack my brain to find. Like I watch a lot of Netflix in July. <laughs> like I, is, I don't...
1: is NBA free agency usually June or July?
2: So free agency is July. You'll so have... there's that
1: one week. Sp- there's that one week span where July <laughs> is hectic
2: right like the the week where durant signs the bronze signs, those kinds of big signings happen
1: in july so yeah i guess it would have to be like june or july or no because june then it's nba final so yeah you i guess I, gonna... i'm guess i'm guess i'm going with you on july now that i think about it
2: <laughs> i like july august kind of blending it august you feel like you're about to start football yes I guess.
1: I guess may maybe i mean nba playoffs and i think is that when the kentucky kentucky derby is in may it's, it's, like it's
2: yeah. And then you also have a like tennis startup if you're a tennis person, but may, may the big team sport in may, I guess, would be the NBA playoffs. And that's about it. Cause your baseball is mm-hmm. kind of at like the preseason, like it's not the excitement of opening day, but it's still too early for anything to matter too seriously. Basketball playoffs, but not the finals, no college basketball. No. I mean, college baseball, I think it depends on if you're a regional fan or not. It certainly is a difficult month in that sense. I guess individually you'd have tennis and golf, but anyway, it's not quite the same. And maybe that's my own perspective. Like you're a baseball guy and I'm like, I'll write off July and give me may. And if you're, you know, people, you like, you got the Celtics, but in a down year for the Celtics, maybe you're not, you know, I I guess that's all interesting. I will say that it's a fun April this April, because in basket in the NBA playoffs, I don't know what's going to happen.
1: Oh yeah. No Uh, one does
2: yeah, I have no clue. I just talked about what I would bet on last Wednesday, but it doesn't mean I actually have any idea what's going to happen. I just look like what I think the good money is, right? And frankly, like Tiger is back in the masters in a way that until like a week ago, I didn't know necessarily that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that all sounds fun. And I'm sure you're gonna be following it all, Chris. Chris, where can people follow you following it all? Where, where can people find you yeah. getting off your takes?
1: If you want to hear more of this from me, you can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore seven. That's where I do most of my sports talk and give out some takes that maybe some people won't agree with, but maybe you'll you will. Same thing on Instagram, just without the underscores, so or just Chris Lewis seven, not doing as much talking sports on there, but still something here and there. But those are the main two places people can find me.
2: And that's Chris and Chris underscore with seven does all of the editing and that kind of stuff. So make sure you follow him, give him a shout for all the good stuff he does with the show. And you can find me and my personal stuff at Painsworth five one two. That's P A I N S W O R T H five, one, two on Instagram and Twitter. I do a lot more. Like Chris said, I do a lot more tweeting than Instagramming, but maybe that's because I don't do things interesting enough to take pictures of, but I will say, make sure you find me there for all the stuff that we're, we're making. And I'm pushing out through that. This show is on Instagram and Twitter at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. And we're on Twitter at FN sports too. That's F I N S P R T S number two, all one word. The link tree is in the bio. You can go from the link tree to go to all of our different sponsors. That's my bookie that's Yeti. That's the beard struggle. You can also go to our merch store, grab all the different charitable t-shirts and those kinds of things too. So make sure you go sports show and some great causes as well as our different buddies there. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, rate, review, do all the wonderful things about the podcast on a couple different platforms and whatever you do when it comes to sports. Don't flunk with us. Later, guys.